0: we're back on inside black and gold one more segment here and you know i i I put up a column today i don't write a lot of columns but i just felt like it's the bye week, and i just need to get things off my chest and you talk about okay well you know they're not as good as you had hoped they're not as bad as as they could be so where are we what 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 are you looking at and at a certain point it's just like okay they're five and five through ten games Again, like we talked about, they don't have bad losses. Like again, like so, you're talking about the Jags, the Vikings, and the Texans. I don't know if you've watched the Texans recently. They've continued to play well. C.J. Stroud is playing like a freaking MVP candidate right now. Although th- this past week, notwithstanding, I think he had three interceptions this past week. They won the game. They had three interceptions. Uh, you know, the Jags obviously are going to win the AFC South. Right, the Vikings. You know, they lost to the Broncos on Monday or on Sunday Night Football, close game, but they're one of the hottest teams in football. They're probably going to make the playoffs. So you look at the other two, Tampa Bay, it's a division game, right? I'm never going to say like, well, there's no chance that the other team wins a division game. Uh, You don't want to get beaten the shit out of you at home, but either way, it's like, you know, things happen in division games. And then the Packers game where you lost, you blew a 17 point lead, right? So you look at those five losses and you're like, yeah, I, I keep hearing like, this is such an easy schedule and they should be way better than they are. And I agree with that. But at the same time, where are the bad losses, right? Where are the losses that you can't look at and be like, well, that's a playoff team. That's a playoff team. Well, if we had the starting quarterback, we probably would have won that, you know, and then the bucks game. Sure. You should have played better, but again, you know, you could pin that on the injury. You could pin that on whatever, you know, I've say this a lot. If all you do is beat the teams you are better than you're probably a playoff team, right? If you only, if you're a team that beats bad teams, you're probably a playoff team. And I, I think for this Saints organization, five and five is not the end of the world, but you have seven games remaining here, right? Like you, this is a seven game stretch to decide who you are as a team. And that's how this team is going to look at it. That's how this, the ownership is going to look at it. You know, that's how the front office is going to look at it. You have a seven game stretch against six sub 500 teams and one Lions team that I think you match up pretty well against, right? And so how you do over those final seven games is going to inform pretty much all of your decisions going forward. If you can't get to nine and eight, right? And it's not even, I'm not even going to put a number on it. I'm not going to say either you get to this point, you get to this record or you're fired, right? But if you're talking about nine and eight, then then you can stomach it. you probably win the division, you get to the playoffs. And I think you probably make some staffing changes in terms of, okay, we need to re- re- rebuild this offensive Coaching staff, we need to do this. We need to do that. Whatever, but like you can, you can, you can get on board with it in terms of okay, you've improved year over year. You're going to keep going. This idea that there's, you know, this weak schedule, right? Like you've found a way and you've gone and what, whatever. If you can't do that, it's not even about the record. It's about the fact that you couldn't go over 500 against a group of teams with a 30 percent winning percentage, right? And and that's that's the bucks the panthers two games against the falcons the giants and the rams none of those teams has a has more than four wins right now right and you couldn't go over 500 against those teams and if that's the case then yes you fire everybody right like you you do you have to but the idea that they should be making that decision right now is 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 silly it's it's not gonna happen first of all and second of all it's like does that even make sense like I see a lot of people saying like, we know who Dennis Allen is. We know who this team is. But it's like, do you? Do you really? Because this is the first time they've been in this situation. This is the first time you've been in kind of a gut check. Okay, let's go and win this thing. So how do you know? You don't. It's just become in vogue to say, you know, we've seen this all before. We know how it's going to end. You don't know how it's going to end. You're making that up. But but it's, it's, it's cool to be negative. And it's like, uh, I remember after the saints lost in the AF in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2020, I had at least two people text me and were like, ah, see, I told you drew, drew couldn't get it done. Drew wasn't good enough to get it done. And and I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He wasn't good enough to get it done. It was like, you didn't predict that Jared cook was going to fumble. You, like you, you didn't predict that the, the reps were going to have a temporary insanity and not call the most obvious pass interference call of all time. You didn't predict that Marcus Williams was going to forget how to tackle in the last 10 seconds of a playoff game. Right? No, you, you, you were negative the entire way through. And then, but that's the high percentage play, right? Like that doesn't mean you were right. Just means you played the odds. And and now you've waited until long enough. So like people are going to be fired, Like, see, I told you, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of variables in play here. Like if this team can go out and win five games down the stretch, you're telling me that, that the coach should be fired. No, (laughs) Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, that's the thing that bothers me. And, and like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know how this is all going to play out. But at the same time, like, you got to let it play out. And that's how this team is going to look at it. That's how the front office is going to look at it. And they're going to say, okay, we have a chance to go out and do all of the things that we set out to do at the beginning of the year. And like I said, coming on to this, this game against the Falcons is massive. You got to go win this game. And if you can and you kind of cement your lead in the NFC South and you you find ways to beat bad teams down the stretch of the season then I think you do feel good about what you were able to put on the field this year and you're going to go forward from that now if you can't if it, like either you beat the bad teams on your schedule or you are one of them that's kind of the deal here like it's a it's a winner loss league you don't go out And win one good game and then lose three bad games and say, well, we beat the good team. So we're a good team. It's like, no, you have to be able to beat the bad teams. And then maybe when you get to the point where you can beat the good teams, then you do that and you feel good about it. (laughs) And right now, the Saints are a team that's beaten the bad teams and lost to the playoff teams. That's the story of this season. Is they have beaten the bad teams on their schedule and they've lost to the playoff teams. If you can continue to beat the bad teams on your schedule, you're going to win double digit games this year. You're going to go to the postseason. You're going to see what happens. But, and and again, I would be perfectly fine with them getting to the end of the season and deciding they need to make changes. But like, I just see so many people being like giving up on this season in order to, to make the point that they don't have a chance. I'm telling you that there's, I don't know. This is a rant with no end. But I I think that that's where you that's where I land when I'm when when I get asked, should the Saints fire their head coach? Should the Saints make sweeping changes on offense? Should the Saints do this and that? And it's it's like in season. No, absolutely not. Look at the teams who have done that. Like everyone says, well, the Raiders have Antonio Pierce now and they're a completely different group. No, the Raiders played the Jets and the Giants and won those games, which great. Good for them. They're not going to win a lot of games down the stretch of this season. Sorry, guys, they're not. They're not going to face Tommy DeVito every week. And, you know, you're going to see that this is a team without a coaching staff. <laughs> right? Look at look at the the, the Panthers changed play calling duties from Frank Reich. And you know who's going to be calling the plays this week? Frank Reich. You know, it's it's not as simple as just saying any different person is going to be better. And so saying that a year and a half in you have all the information you need is just not true. Like you're going to let this play out and you're going to make your decision and have it be informed by the results of these games. And, you know, it's like, just hope for the best. And and if the worst happens, (laughs) then you react to it. That's kind of what you have to do. And that's what this team is going to do. And my, the only other thing I'll say is like, you know, when you get to the end of this season, you look at it and you say, are we a mediocre football team and do we need to change things? Because so much of your decision-making has been in, has been pinned on the idea that you are extending a winning culture, that you have a winning culture established and you're going to continue to build off of that. Well, if you can't have a winning culture, you, you, you can't call it a winning culture. If you can't go into this season and come out of it with a divisional or a division title and a playoff and a home playoff game. If you can't do that this year, then it's not a winning culture. It is just, what it is and you have to look at it and be honest about what it is and make your decision from there and so I don't think Dennis Allen is guaranteed a third season as the head coach of the Saints but I think all he really has to do to get there is to just not fall into the obvious pits in front of him if all they do is avoid the pitfalls he's probably back next year um, and people are probably going to be annoyed by that but I think that's the reality and that's when, when people ask me do you, I think Dennis Allen's going to be fired that's what I'm going to tell them um, and so that's what this rant was
1: yeah, I would hope there's not folks hoping the Saints ill will, Saints fans hoping the team, you know, craps out the Western way just because they want to change at coach. Because yeah, that that would be awful and ridiculous. Come on, who that nation, I expect better from you. Um I, I agree with the fact that I don't think there's any massive changes coming as long as this team can win the division and make the postseason. But if if they don't I would say all bets are off then uh, because of what was expected, obviously with the ease of the schedule, with this, oh, hey, things are going to be different with the the quarterback we're bringing in. Um, I, I could see Allen in trouble if somehow the, the Saints, you know, completely pitfalled and
0: ended up crapping out, not making the postseason. See, I I don't think it's necessarily playoffs or bust, right? Because I think that you could feasibly make the playoffs this year with a seven and ten record in this division i I genuinely do, and to me, making the playoffs and having home playoff game under those circumstances, no, it's not enough. I'm sorry, it's not right eight and nine no, it would be no personally no, I don't think it would be. I think the context matters in this circumstance, and the fact is you have six. Games you're going to be favored in, or at least should be favored in, and one game at home against a team that I think you match up well against. And so if you can't go 4-3 and in those games, that means you lost to... You know, and and like the the Rams, I think is a tough game. Like I'm okay with them losing that game. I'm not okay with you hosting the Giants and losing to a team that's starting Tommy DeVito. And the thing is, that team's still playing hard. They went out and beat Washington this week. A team that should should have felt going into that game like they had postseason hopes. There was four and six. You know, and and so like no, if you go three and four or with these next seven games and you just look lackluster and and lifeless, then no, no, you don't bring the head coach back. I don't care if you have a home playoff game. It doesn't matter. Uh, cause that's just not the, not the point, but you can go into these next seven games and prove something to yourself and be better and be a good football team and show that you have improved as the season has gone on. And if that's the case, then yeah, by all means, bring the guy back. Right. My whole thing is like the idea that you make, you've made that decision already. No, that's, that's just not the case. Um, I did look this up because I was curious and, uh, you know, why not? Uh, This was not a stat that existed. I went and looked it up. But so in NFL history, (laughs) there have been two teams to make a Super Bowl after starting five and five. One was the 1975 Rams, which I think, I don't think that was St. Louis at that point. I can't remember, but it was the Rams in 75. I think it was the LA Rams at that point in 75. So the, we've gone full circle with the Rams. Uh, and then in 2001, it was the Patriots, which the Patriots are a really interesting example because that was Bill Belichick, who had never before had a winning season. He had gotten, fi- I can't remember if he got fired from the Browns or like, he was terrible for the Browns, ended up with the Patriots, had a losing record in year one. Year two started 5 and 5. They won their final six games. That was obviously Tom Brady who took over for Drew Bledsoe. And they went to the Super Bowl and they beat the Rams, uh, you know. And and I'm not saying that Dennis Allen. I'm not trying to compare Dennis Allen and Bill Belichick at all. Don't don't take that for that. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's interesting to me because I think if you went into that season and you look back at how Patriots fans were reacting to the five and five Patriots under Bill Belichick, a coach who had never won anything, and you'd be like, it's another mediocre football team. They have, you know. And it's just funny because it's like it has happened. You have. You have had it happen. Now, you know what's never happened? Is a team going from five and six to the Super Bowl. And that's kind of this what, what the Saints have to do this week is they have to make sure they don't go five and six. Because, you know, and, and I'm not saying the Saints have a chance to win a Super Bowl, but I'm not saying they don't either. You know, and and to me, it's like the way I choose to look at things is like if if someone else has done it, it can happen again. Like it's not... You know, I don't want to be the team making history if I don't have to be. Uh, but I do like the idea of like, well, you know, they, you know when I, when I played youth soccer, I was on a bunch of rec teams and we were terrible. We were god awful. We did not have any business being on these fields, right? Uh, what the coach wanted to have an 11 on 11 team and we were not an 11 on 11 group of kids. Uh, and so we would lose all of these games but like 20. And we would get into halftime. And that's kind of how I sold it to myself that I was gonna go out and play. It's like, oh yeah, we got yeah, we're losing seven to nothing. But if they scored seven in the first half, we could score seven in the second half. Now that wasn't true, (laughs) but that's kind of how I sold it to myself. And like that's when you're a team, you kind of have to be irrational like that. You need a rational confidence to go out there and feel like, yeah, we 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 should be feel like we're the best team on the field. We should feel like we can go out and win. And, you know, that's kind of how how I think this team has to operate. When, when you watch this team struggling, it just looks like it doesn't believe in itself. Um, and that's that's something I think that has to change, you know, especially on defense. Like I want, I, you know, I, I think there's just a, a lifeless nature to what we saw in the first half against the Vikings, right? Like it didn't seem like there was any fire. It didn't seem like anyone believed that they were going to win that game. Um, and to, to me, that's like, you got you to gotta have that kind of a rational sense of confidence about yourself. You got to... You got to build that somehow. And so, you know, if this team can win a few games in a row, like look at the Broncos right now. That team isn't any better than it was in week one. They've just won a few games and they feel like they can go out and win. So, I don't know. Maybe this team can do that. Oh, they need that swag with the the last seven games left
1: because there really hasn't been that point, even when things were going well, that, you know, I felt like anybody – Ever felt that things were clicking. This is the team that we expected to see. It just it's never come together completely yet. And I guess that's a a good thing, maybe that we we still have more meat on the bone,
0: or is it we're never gonna get to that meat on the bone at this point? I don't know. There's some spin for you. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, the best part about this team is they haven't played well. Right? (laughs) True though. I mean I mean so. You could say that, or you could say that we have seen them play as well as they can play. Right. And that's the scary part. Yeah. It, it, so that's that's kind of your balance is like, are they, are, are, are the, is the team that we've seen through 10 games the peak version of this team? Like what Dennis Allen said today is, you know, it's like the first five games we played good defense, we didn't have good offense. Second five games we played uh, good offense, we didn't play good defense. And it's just, I, I don't know if that's how it works. Like, it's like, oh, the good if the offense the, the can play like the, the defense. And the, like, I don't think that's how math works, but football you know, math, right? I, again, like I said, no NFL team has ever suffered from being irrationally confident about itself. Like, teams that need to play above their weight in big games are always irrationally confident. Uh, and so, you know. I guess it's like a why not us situation. You know, did you think that Seahawks team that won the week NFC West was, was telling itself it didn't have a chance in the playoffs? No, they went out and they won the game, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to talk anymore about it than I have to, but like, I think this team has talent on it and they just need to, you see that spark, you need to get it going. And so that's where this is you got, it's got to start this week right like it can't not start this week right yeah the the, the time for you want to hear any kind of whatever excuse or
1: w- w- reasoning for things yeah it, it's over the the breaks through you're 5 and 5 somehow you're still in first but you got to maintain it obviously and it's
0: coming against someone who's nipping at your heels are they <laughs> is that what you consider the falcons to be right now yeah falcons <laughs> and bucks are right behind you I, I kind of see the Falcons and Bucks in like a free fall, <laughs> you know. Like since the since the Saints and Bucks played in Week Four, the Bucks have lost. I think they're one in four. Right. Falcons have lost three games in a row and beat the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks have lost five of the last six games. They they won three of their first four when they, they when they beat the Saints. They were three and one. Since that point, they are one in five. But it's not like Saints are blowing anybody
1: away either. Come on,
0: they're not. But they they they're 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 at least like we're beating the bad teams, is what I'm saying. Is they they beat the bad teams? Like like the Falcons have lost four out of the last five. They lost to the Commanders. They lost to the Titans with a rookie quarterback. They lost to right, the Vikings. So, well, when we were looking at the teams, are you putting Rams in a good team or no? No. All right,
1: so the Saints win this week. This last stretch should go six and one.
0: That game is weird because it's a Thursday night game and you travel across the country. And there are such things as schedule losses. So that game, it's like if you're if you go five and two and your two losses are to the Lions and the Rams, then you nailed that final seven game stretch. In my, I would I would agree with that. If you do better than that and you beat the Rams and you just get on a hot streak and you're only lost to the Lions, you still you 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 you. Uh, exceeded my expectations. I I think again, I wouldn't I think you're more likely to lose one of these games to the Falcons and I think you have a good chance to beat the Lions. I really do. I think it's going to beat the Lions. Um and and you're going to figure that out. Um but, you know, like if to me 5 and 2 should be the should be like the the watermark. Anything below that and you're disappointed in in 4 and 3, but you can at least stomach it. Under that, no, that is that's that's we failed miserably. See, Goff doesn't scare me with Detroit, but their O line and D line do. And I know that
1: Dan Campbell's coming off for our kneecap. So I, I just know that I feel like Detroit
0: already I'm physically intimidated going into that matchup. You are. I am right. <laughs> I'm I'm also physically intimidated by Dan Campbell. He's a big dude. I would <laughs> want to fight that guy. Whew. Anyway. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode of Inside Black and Gold. We came a long way. didn't say that much, uh, but that's, that's all right. We're, yeah. we're getting back from the bye week. We're figuring it all out. It's one of those days. Um, but thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, this is Inside Black Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Thanks for coming along for the ride. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Check us out on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nolak, at Steve Geller, WWL and the show at Saints underscore pod. Check out the latest news notes and analysis over at WWL.com. That column I referenced, you can go read it if you like that sort of thing and uh, hit me up and, and tell me about it. Tell me how much I'm wrong. That sort of thing. I thrive. I thrive on it. <laughs> tell me how I'm wrong. And and someone tell the Bobby that it should be the NFC South. Or is I'm like Bobby? Do you mean doubt? And what is what is doubt? No, I, I need you. I need you to, to reinforce this. The NFC South. <laughs> yeah, you got to say it like that. It's not soft. It's the NFC South. South. Kind of sounds like yeah, right. Yeah, you got it. Okay, that's
1: it. Who that? Go Saints. Beat the beat the dirty birds, please. Let's go. Easy
0: y'all. Peace.